Hey everyone, it's Ariel Hawani, and I wanted to let you know that each and every week I'm part of a great program called the Ringer MMA Show. I host it alongside two absolutely brilliant minds. Their names, Chuck Mendenhall and Pete Carroll. And every Thursday, a new episode drops where we preview the weekend in mixed martial arts and react to all the biggest news. Plus, after every UFC pay-per-view, we give you a post-fight show. So, this is what you have to do. Just follow the Ringer MMA show on your Spotify app so you don't miss an episode. We'll talk to you then. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Ladies and gentlemen... We have a new champion! And I'm better than you. And you know it! D-M-D. Acknowledge me! I'm hurt and I'm old and I'm tired and I work with children. Well, ding dong, hello! Embrace the vision! And we want the smoke! Lately, he just hasn't been very oozy. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Wednesday Worldwide, a proud member of the faction known as the Ringer Wrestling Show. My name is Ben Cruz, and I'm a producer here at the Ringer. And with me, as always, are my tag team partners, senior editor at TheRinger.com, Cal Davenport, and of course, the super producer, here at the ringer, Mr. Brian H. Waters. You guys, happy March Madness. Have you, do you, do you guys fill out the bracket? Do you guys do that filling out the bracket and complaining when it blows up inevitably? I, and no, I've stopped uh, trying to, to, to bash my brains in every year with, with, with trying to figure out what college team's going to make it. At this point, I just like seeing everybody go, go mad with the madness. I fill it out sometimes. It's been a while since I've been like really invested in college basketball. But I think this year I might do it just because, um, you know, let's just see what happens. Just to have a, a vested interest to watch. I'm fully ingrained in WrestleMania season. And then they put out WWE 2K23. <laughs> oh, so, Brian yeah. texted us this last night. Just casually just said, I got 2K23 and then didn't respond to any of our texts. After. <laughs> I don't know if he's seen we, NXT. I don't know what's going yeah. on. <laughs> he was lost. <laughs> That's funny. He was deep in it. Damn. Hey, I can have Roman Reigns finally versus The Rock, you know, at WrestleMania. Oh, too <laughs> soon, <laughs> Brian. Too right. soon. That's funny. I'll tell you what match I did yesterday on a random. Mm. Xavier Woods versus Yokozuna. What? And as I'm oh. playing the match, it, it was for the left-right, left-right championship. <laughs> of and, course. And I won. I was Xavier Woods. And I was like, now I got to do Roman versus Yokozuna. Like, it, it has oh. to happen. And, and it made me wonder, would 
Yokozuna eventually stopped being Japanese had he still been around just so he could be uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, so. table. It, I think they would have had to have pulled something like with Kofi where like at some point yeah. you know <laughs> no longer Jamaican. Fit, it was just gone and then someone makes a comment about it randomly and then you just keep going yeah I think they would have to they'd have to because at, at some oh, no. point I think Yokozuna couldn't be rocking the 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 garb forever. Like going into the 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 attitude era, he'd have to be rocking some type of like you know big jeans or something like that, some lugs shoes or something like that. Like he would have had to flip his whole style. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get the game soon too. Here's here's Brian. This is what I want you to do before I get it, and let me know if it works. Put Yokozuna in the bloodline. Okay, and then just have him do that entrance. Send <gasps> us a screenshot. I'm just. <laughs> I'm fantasy booking today, you guys. What I'm I, fantasy booking. We could run that on Ring of Wrestling Twitter, right? Yes. I think that would be oh. fine. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the graphic right there. Yokozuna throwing up the ones. We're, uh, <laughs> we, are, we are doing it today. That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> it's March Madness for real. It's WrestleMania season. And let's kick things off the right way with some high spot headlines. And you guys know the deal. I'm going to read off some of the biggest headlines of the week in the world of professional wrestling and whoever wants to tag in and let some thoughts fly let it fly first up the big news from yesterday the bellas nikki and brie are no longer working with wwe and have changed their last names cal you were specifically chomping (laughs) at the bit it's, to jump in on this. So I'm throwing it right to you. Well, th- this is some of the spiciest. This is some of the spiciest gossip that is, is going on on the timeline right now. Because you figure like if, if you take it back, if you take it back to the raw 30th anniversary, Nikki specifically yep. had she had a lot of bars for what she felt was. And I mean, what clearly was a lack of, you know, the history of women on Raw and the evolution and everything like that. The Bella Twins themselves, you know, be, being, you know, properly represented as well as all the other women that have done amazing things over the 30-year course of the series. But uh, it's it, you could tell, like, you've seen the Bella Twins less and less on WWE programming. And you've, yep. se- you've seen Brian Danielson just main-evented the AEW pay-per-view the other day. I mean, at a certain point, they had to rebrand you. If you're not rocking with WWE, it doesn't make sense to continue to hold on to that name. So I applaud anybody trying, you know, stepping outside of that and, and working on their own. But the question is, are we going to be seeing the the Garcia twins over there on AEW programming? Because I, 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 I there's two things. One. There's the obvious, you know, Bree, Brian Danielson, you know, it, right. at so, Bri- the last thing Danielson said was I'm going home. So you, at, at some point, some vignette's going to have to have, I wouldn't be surprised if you saw her in the mix, but they're also running. What, what is the, uh, the, the squadron of a uh, Soraya and Tony, some of the outcasts. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. Yep. The Garcias, they, they fit so, it, like it's an easy couple of you know a, a lead into a pay-per-view storyline oh the garcias is in the back you know they were the ones you know telling people to go after because it's it's almost like you you've got a built-in scott hall showing up on nitro situation if you want to play that card i don't know how long something like that lasts because i don't know um how much nikki or brie are trying to be involved in pro wrestling at all but that idea 
and what that could mean for the future of more, whether it's X, you know, former WWE superstars or superstars currently jumping ship. And go, that conversation is always fascinating to me, especially since we're like four years in or whatever on, uh, on AW being an actual living, breathing product. And or I'm sorry, I'm going long, but you know, it, 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 nah, there, nah. there's so much when, when, when that news hit. And the timeline erupted, it's immediately like, you know, there, there's so many things that can happen. There's so many avenues that they can go down. And it's still WrestleMania season. So all of that can mean nothing. And they can show up right. at SoFi, you know, on, 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 and, and it'll be the biggest April Fool's joke for them. It'll be a big pop. For, I don't, who knows? But I'm here for whatever this means in the near future. I love it. Um, I respect the Bella twins and everything that they've done and all their contributions to the business. When Britt Baker tweeted that, um, you know, if you're a woman's wrestler in this generation, you, they've had some sort of influence on you. And somebody's like, are you serious? Oh no. And I'm like, you may, you, it's easy to talk about somebody's wrestling, right? Fine. That's subjective. But you can't deny what they've done outside of the ring. Like Carol was saying, you know, just their whole brand. There's no total divas. It's a reason why there was a total Bellas. Because mm-hmm. they were the stars of that show. Yep. And they taught other women how to market themselves. Not just wrestling, but having their podcast, having their Birdie B brand, which mm-hmm. I have one of the sweatshirts. I have to say, very <laughs> comfortable. Oh, wear that on the next show. Yes. I, I, I would. I, I, it was in the rotation and I think I wore it a little too closer to this show. But uh, oh, okay. it, was a, yeah, yeah. It, it was a gift and it, it's it's very comfortable. And I have to say, like, for all that they've doing, yeah, they have had inspiration. It's a reason why they're Hall of Famers yes. and not Legacy Hall of Fame. You cannot tell the history of women's wrestling without the Bella Twins. No, absolutely. I, I mean, there's, there's legs to this AEW connection, right? Because, I mean... On the go home show on Dynamite before Revolution, I mean, obviously, Britt posted her picture uh, recently, kind of paying homage to them, but she also dropped one of their, you know, one of their catchphrases in her promo, um, you know, as, as they were kind of building up to Revolution. So there, there's been teases, and, and, and they were also at Revolution. They were, they were, like, there, there was a whole they were shot there. Of, of Renee, Nikki, Bree, and Soraya with the kids. I remember, see, I, I forgot about that. I saw that on Instagram that, that, like, that a couple of days later. Yeah. Write it, TK, write it. It's percolating, and, and it's sitting right there. And I mean, to Brian's point, too, of the mainstream success that they've, encountered since uh, you know they've, they've kind of stopped wrestling full-time has been astronomical i mean when you if you really think about it right like, like their own reality show their own podcast I, again the, the, my litmus test for how certain people how, how certain wrestlers are over is how my wife my <laughs> wife's acknowledgement of them right and she and like she she'll watch wrestling with me she knows she knows you know kind of the main storylines and everything everything else but she loves the Bella Twins. I came home one time after I went out to grab dinner. I came home and she was watching the uh, the new Bella Twins show on her own accord. It, it was the it was the one where Nikki's getting married. Uh, it was right after an episode of Raw, and she was watching it and asked me to sit the DVR recording. Like she loves 
the Bells or the Garcias twins, I should say. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they again, they've really carved their own lane. And I'm really excited to see where they kind of go now that they're separating themselves uh, from this Bella twins name. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, it's whether they do end up being back in WWE because, you know, again, no one's ever really gone, gone. But or if they if they do end up on on AEW, I mean, that's just going to be as compelling as as the next thing. So, um, yeah, Artem, that, that, that's uh, that's Artem. Nikki's I, husband's name. Is she still Gar- officially Garcia or did she take on that last name? I'm not sure to me. I mean, I think if they're just. She just changed her name back to she Garcia. Took it on. She took it on. <laughs> yeah, with oh, she did? The one thing that I loved about the Bella, and I've, it's something that I've learned from speaking with women who are pro wrestling fans, especially of the modern era, you don't realize, like, because they're on E, there, were, there was a trickle-down effect of people who watch E who happened to hop on Total Divas and became fans of WWE strictly right. for whatever was going on with the, with them there. So it's 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 interesting to see, you know, how it's worked on both ends or how Nikki and Bree have been able to work on both ends and really uh uh put their stamp on a particular era in pro wrestling. You know, what else can they I ain't gonna say what else can they do, but you know, they recently got inducted in the Hall of Fame, there's uproar about that, but Always. now, you know, it's cool to see them spread their wings and really use their last name. And I'm going to give credit where credit is due. Mercedes Bernardo. Mm. Showing, hey, I can use my last name. That's what you call a star. Showing the ladies they can do the same thing using her shoot name. Now you have the Garcia twins. It's going to take us a while to get used to it, but right, right. it works now than would have when they got released uh, or they left WWE around like the mid 2000s tens around like 2013 2014 mm. it works now because they have become such mega stars that now rebranding themselves i think this is good for them it's good for business longest reigning divas champion nikki right. bella uh, there you go two-time two-time champ Rhea bella also also champion so just legends absolute legends mm. the garcia Thanks. twins next up on high spot headlines wwe reportedly is taking notice in notice is in quotes underlined all that good stuff of LA Knight's babyface reactions. And I think this this kind of stems from their recent show at Madison Square Garden and LA Knight popping he he got some massive pops that night in the garden. And and there's kind of some reports that, that they're circling a match between him and one Stone Cold Steve Austin. So I mean, is LA Knight? Can we save him at this point? Like, I, I know the Mountain Dew, uh, you know, pitch black match stink is still the aura is still around him, but he's doing he's doing some solid work to kind of remove that smell from him, if you will. Right. I I I, I don't. I, you never say never. I don't think there's a situation where anybody is that uh, far away from, you know, one good pop turning them into, you know, the, the, the next big trend. I mean, hell, look at how quickly uh, Sami Zayn was was, was right. the biggest deal, and now we're, you know, on to what's going on in WrestleMania. Um, LA Knight has the look for, you know, a, a baby face if they want to go that route. WWE needs to develop some more baby faces. It's always tough on either side when you get into the main event scene. Uh, when you talk about injury 
and uh, uh, tenure and, and, and who's actually at that level, you really start to pair back and it always ends up being the same people. And don't let Randy Orton be well and ready and able to start wrestling for six months because he'll be right at the top. So, no, yeah, I think it's it would be if, if they're getting that reaction from Madison Square Garden. Regard if they're looking at you know just the person they're looking at their looks whatever the case may be yeah it, it's it's great that they you know the hope is that they'd be honing on on that and the hard part is then developing the proper character to make it actually work but uh that's that's the thing that's confusing to me because they they've already seemed like they've dropped the ball hard with with, with the Mountain Dew and it, I. I'm 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 actually kind of surprised he got a pop like that. It, it doesn't seem like I'm not saying people have rock with him, but it doesn't seem like people have been big for him like that. Or am I tripping? I mean, he's really good on the mic, right? I mean, that's if you're if you can go on the mic, they'll. I feel like people will at least halfway buy in, and he's mm-hmm. he's pretty solid in the ring too. I mean, he's you know, so I get it. I mean, he's he's very charismatic. He's got the yeah thing, which is mm-hmm. very, it's one of those repeatable catchphrases that the crowd can latch on to. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> exactly. exactly. It's, it's, one of the, it's one of those things. And can you imagine a yeah, what <laughs> type situation uh, at Mania? Oh, I see. You it. know I what I mean? It. I see it. Like, th- that, that's printing money right I there. I thought you with the Stone Cold head on the day before 316 day. Oh, wow. You know, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sewing this under my head for the rest of the week. Yeah. Amazing, amazing, <laughs> or at least for for another twenty four hours. At least the next twenty four. I'm sleeping with this hat on to wake up uh, tomorrow with on three sixteen. Sorry, go ahead, Brian. No, nah, no, nah, just um, when I think about L A. Knight, he's somebody that it's taken me a while to get really buy into, but it's a spot for him on the card, obviously, and he is entertaining. I'm not surprised that people are starting to like enjoy him. Part of me thinks is. You know, you hear about bad things where after you come from wrestling The Fiend or even Bray Wyatt that you kind of go on a yeah, downward right. spiral. Hangover, the hangover. Yeah, and it's like he's kind of recovering. Mm. And maybe people felt bad for him. But, you know, it made me think this, right? We're looking at this WrestleMania. And if the rumors are true about him and Stone Cold, instead of these dream matchups that people want to see, it's like they're giving us these uplift matches, right? Brock Lesnar and Omos. Even though there's a tie-in to the family lineage, mm-hmm. Rey Mysterio and Dominic. It's kind of like legend and the future as opposed to legend and present, which we usually get. It's more like, this is what we want to go through next, but we're going to bring somebody that's way up here and bring you up to another level. Brian H. Waters. <laughs> Brian's all about uplifting. He sees it. You know what I mean? Like he mm-hmm. just looked, he stepped back and looked at the entire playing field, said, no, nah, yeah, that's what it is. But it's funny because AEW look like if you look at the results of Revolution, mm-hmm. and th- they they specifically it look a lot of AEW originals are the people that had their hands raised. So I, th- it's kind of that time. They they need to start building towards the future on both ends. So I I if that's what's going on, I love mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and I mean, if if Austin is going to put over L.A. Knight, I mean, I think that that would do massive things for Mister Knight. And I mean, look, I think he would make it. He he reminds me of. Tell me if I'm crazy, but he reminds me of what I thought Mister Kennedy should have been. Like I was a big Mister okay. Kennedy guy. Like the mic coming from the ceiling. Yeah, that his part is mic dope. skills. Yeah, it was 
I, I was all into it and he just kind of fizzled out and I was always bummed by it. Right. Obviously he had his impact run and everything else, but yeah, uh, I was, I, when he first came on the scene, I was like, Oh, he's next. Like that was, mm-hmm. I was, it was one of those things where I, I thought, but I don't know. He's, I feel like LA Knight's kind of the second coming of him. Uh, and, and he, hopefully they do right by someone of that ilk uh, at, you know, this time around. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm overshooting no. that. I I that like thought. that. I'm actually I'm I'm also just more surprised that I found a a, a Mr. Kennedy appreciator. I uh I because hey, he he was supposed it's to be on this island. He was it's supposed to me. be next. I mean, wasn't he wasn't he destined to be the, the story was always that 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 uh the who's Vince McMahon's uh, secret child it was supposed to be Kennedy, but then it was Hornswoggle. But I, <laughs> I, I, from from what I've always heard, it was always like backstage stuff that was holding Kennedy yeah. from, you know, really going to where I think people potentially thought he was going to go. And he's talked about that in mm-hmm. some some interviews. He I, he did one with uh, with my friend and, and great podcaster, Chris Van Vliet. Uh, he, he was pretty open about that. He's uh he was great. We got we to get Mr. Kennedy on. Mm-hmm. On, on the show, Chris, gotta get Chris on too. I didn't know that was your your peoples. I see Chris out CBV, there, man. That's my <laughs> that's my guy. Uh, last one here on High Spot Headlines. John Cena, peacemaker himself, clarified some comments, and he's put it out there. I'm not retiring yet. Uh, I think I think a lot of this came from him posting almost like a tribute or, or, or not a tribute, but he was getting emotional after his return to raw uh, in Boston. And, you know, it, people kind of took his tweet and ran with it and thought, Oh, is he, is this it? Is this match with theory, his retirement match? And he's made it very clear. He's not done yet. Man, it's this, it's, it's always the timeline stepping in and trying to be Sherlock Holmes. I get it. Yep. But like, like when you when literally when you sure. do that and then you say Boston, cause like first him saying I'm not retiring yet doesn't mean he's like he's about to start doing a program. It just means that you right, probably right. got you got a couple SummerSlams, you got a couple WrestleManias, maybe really depending on what his movie schedule and his body is doing. But in a situation like this, like maybe just think about the fact that this may be one of the last times that he wrestles in Boston. You know what I'm saying? Like I, yeah. I, I one of my one of the the most emotional pro wrestling videos I saw over the last couple of months was uh, the at the end of the Muda by the Muda bye bye show where uh, it's Muda and Sting and Darby Allen talking to uh to um the 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 Japanese press and Muda saying his words he's like Sting talk he's like Muda's like this is the last you'll see Muda and Sting's like yeah maybe the last time you see Sting in Japan like cuz you, you like at, at a certain point in your career you got to realize maybe you know when's the next time Cena might be here for a raw in Boston, you know what I'm saying. So think about that before you're thinking. Damn, uh, they they about to announce Rey Mysterio for the Hall of Fame. So of course, uh, Cena's got to be dipping out too because he just put this post up after he repped in his home. Come, think. I can't follow that up. You said it all best. You said it all best. Cena's 45 now, and I think it's great that there's no sign of him stopping. I just wonder at you know at which you know and and he has this streak right of, of kind of showing up on TV uh, that that is is now I guess the new streak since Undertaker's streak <laughs> no longer exists. But Correct. John Cena returning for a SmackDown or a Raw is the equivalent of whenever Undertaker just comes back. Who who else would it be? I'm sorry. Keep going. Right. No, I'm just wondering like how 
how much longer do you think he goes? Because I mean, I, I don't think he'll ever, you know, formally retire. It, it might be a Rock situation, right? Rock's never formally retired. He's always kept his connections to to WWE and the world of professional wrestling. But it's Hollywood that's taken mm-hmm. Dwayne from us. So we we that's a whole other conversation that I'm just going to get angry about. No, but- let's be clear. The the stuff that built the Cena Rock feud is now what's been happening to like exactly. Cena said it, and I I don't know if he was saying it in jest because there was a lot of truth to it. But now he's it's almost I don't want it's not karma hitting him back because that may, karma is if 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 my karma could look like whatever his uh one of his homes looks like right now I, 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 somebody smack <laughs> me in the head right now. But uh you know the the fact that he's now because I think he can see that and it's you, you can't. There's no way you can debate it. If Hollywood wants you, you got to go to Hollywood. You got to go. But he he's making sure that he's keeping himself in shape. So if the WWE called and said, "Hey, uh, we need we we need somebody to 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 help Austin Theory out. Can you can you step in for a couple of uh, dates and then step in in L.A.? You're probably going to be in L.A. anyway. Let's 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 get this going. And he can do it. It's just, it, it's just right. that w- th- it's going to be this track until he can't do it for whatever reason anymore. Well, tell Hollywood right. leave Roman alone. <laughs> yeah, do, <laughs> stay away from oh, Roman. Stay. Away. That's where they're coming. They're coming for him next, and we might have to build a barricade around Roman. <laughs> Jay, Jimmy, Paul, uh, Solo. We, please. we need. <laughs> we need to sh- get. Where do they have the shield flag jackets? We we need yeah, to put yeah. on some of those and and, and just build a wall. Right. Calling reinforcements, bring back Seth. <laughs> Calling Mox, you know what I mean. Let's <laughs> let's keep let's keep Roman. But I think that's a losing battle. I think Roman's Roman's out of here, and and rightfully get that bag, get that bag, Roman. And look, the the Honor White family keep winning. Uh, uh, Juicy and Lance Honor White just won the MLW Tag Team Championship. So that bloodline is a true strong. Bloodline. <laughs> it's they're on fire. They're mm-hmm. on fire right now. Uh, so this is usually. Where we do, they said what, uh, but I think the other ringer wrestling show shows are starting to catch on because they don't want to <laughs> be the they said what subject. So they, they kind of reeled in the takes this week, uh, <laughs> but it was actually good timing for it because we actually, w- we're going to throw to this in a little bit, but we had our first non ringer fam interview this week. We interviewed some of the cast of the upcoming Monster Factory docuseries on Apple TV Plus. And, uh, you know, we were... During the lead-up to those interviews, uh, I was thinking about our conversation that we had with with Nadine Smith uh, a couple weeks ago, where she had written, you know, kind of about the state and the status of wrestling documentaries. And so that that conversation and 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 her article were were in my head as I was watching the screeners which we got. Can we can we shout that we got screeners, guys? We got to see this before everybody. Shouts yeah. out to Wednesday Worldwide, really being worldwide. I mean, that's it was, right. To Apple TV Plus said, "Hey, hey, the guys need screeners." You, but I, I, it's funny because I, I had the same thing that thinking about uh, the Teddy Hart thing that hit, hit Peacock recently. And, and a lot of, they've been varying levels of quality and it was good to, and I don't want to spoil because I want y'all, if you have Apple TV plus Friday, March 17th to tap in, it's a great watch about half hour, every episode, not that yep. many episodes, at least from, you know, six what, episodes. It's, yeah. it's, 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 it would it's really quick. be a light watch. 
And if you're a pro wrestling fan, if you want to learn about the behind the scenes of pro wrestling in terms of how the pro wrestler gets made, this is probably one of the best looks at it right now. And and it's it's not uh sugarcoating anything. It's 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 I don't want to call it raw because it's not like it's some, you know, terrible story. It's just very real and it's very honest mm-hmm. and uh you know, being able to shout out to Danny Cage specifically for, uh, you know, say, take being able to, to uh, you know, take some time out and talk to us because I, I he was a he's a fascinating person, a very fascinating uh, person to be in that role. I think we we uh, all of us in, in behind the scenes saying that he kind of, we got some heels vibes from, mm-hmm. uh, you know, <laughs> certain aspects yeah. of, of, of the series was 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 interesting to see, too. I'll tell you this for me. Um, I've worked in the Jersey area at. WSU. Um, shout out to Missy Sampson, who was in there. Uh, somebody that I literally got to watch her prep a Britt Baker, a Kiara Hogan, a Deanna Perrazzo for matches. And, um, you know, just passing that knowledge down. So to see everybody on this docuseries and to see, like you said, a, a real inside look like I, I could almost smell the locker room when I was watching this. That's, I mean, pro wrestling yeah. You know, you can smell the ring. You know, you 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 hear the rock and roll music because that's yeah. always playing on an indie show before the show starts. And it's a very accurate look. So I'm really excited for people to get to see this because we all see the finished made product, right? We see mm-hmm. Damian Priest, what he looks like now. And Danny's going to talk about that in the interview. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he came through the Monster Fact. And when right. you see these wrestlers, like, they have these big dreams but they don't know how to get there. And you see those real life conversations in here. So I'm really excited about this. Yeah. I mean, Brian, you texted us because we, we all binge it over the weekend uh, mm-hmm. to, you know, before we, we talked with Danny, uh, Danny cage over at the monster factory. And you texted us in the middle of your binge and you were, <laughs> you were all in You're like yeah, Bobby man. buffet. That's my guy. Bobby <laughs> buffet, Bobby buffet. You all watch for, I, I, I was, cause when he said, I was like, what the hell? Cause I hadn't got to it yet. Okay. Once, right. once Bobby buffet hits the screen, you know who Bobby buffet is. It's such a, br- your oh life my has changed. Gosh. Oh my your life gosh. Is, everyone's life will change once Bobby buffet enters their lives and it, it'll, you will all be better for it. Uh, he's, he, he's incredible, but I mean, I'm also, ex- I mean, after watching it, so again, I, I kind of like hunkered down over the weekend and watched it. And then I saw a lot of chatter about it just from yeah. on, on wrestling Twitter. People, people are really juiced about it mm-hmm. and rightfully so, because I mean, Cal, you brought this up um, and, and so did you, Brian. But I mean, it's very rare that we get to see, I mean, we hear about all of these guys and girls who are now like on WWE or AW or New Japan and kind of their and hearing them talk about their time on the indies and, and what they had to go through, right? Wrestling in front of five people or, or whatever, 20 people. And then that first time they have to wrestle in front of, you know, a thousand people or whatever. And this, this six part series really takes you through it, takes you through mm-hmm. everything that an indie wrestler is in today, in 2023 anyway is kind of going through, right? There's there's some WWE tryout stuff uh, that, that they reference, some AEW stuff, some extra work stuff that, you know, is we know as as marks is part of the process, but you don't really get to see it. You you know, it's we just kind of see like, oh, we 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 point out when MJF was, you know, that security guard, that security guard extra 
um, that, that got his ass kicked. Uh, so, but to see it and, and to see what, you know, y- y- these names might not mean anything to, to everyone right now, but like mm-hmm. to see like Goldie kind of go through it. Again, mm-hmm. Bobby Buffet, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Mimi, th- these are, uh, and Gabby Ortiz, who we Gabby also Ortiz. talked to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, th- th- again, these will become household names after Friday. Facts. And it's going to be, you know, I think that's the other awesome thing about this is that, you know, when you're on the indies, it's really kind of word of mouth and hopefully your coach and, and maybe YouTube that kind of gets you on on the radar of WWE, of AEW, New Japan, Impact, whoever. But hopefully this this shines a light on specific. I mean, they, they kind of, there's, you know, 40, what is it? It's like 40, it was 50 40 people some, in that 40, school? 40 some people, yeah, that were mm-hmm. in, the, in the class, yeah. So hopefully, at least you know the the six or seven that are mainly featured in this docu series kind of get their get their shine and, and kind of get their opportunities as well because it, it was it's just really well done and you'll kind of hear it um, when we talk to Danny Cage and, and Gabby Ortiz that you know it's it, it's kind of life changing for them and, and shout out to them because it's it's not this shit's not easy and like no, you yeah. know we, it, it's easy for the three of us people like the three of us to kind of talk about. You know, oh, uh, you know, this spot was only okay, and and this promo was, but like to kind of get there, it's a whole, it's a whole other beast. So yeah, uh, it's, that, it's, it, it's awesome. That, that's why you need. I think that's why it's important that you need people like Danny because for a lot of pro wrestlers going through various stages, it seems like I don't want to say they're lost, but they're looking for a place to kind of call home or a place to right. that someone that gets them and can help them, you know, progress. And Danny feels like that guy. It, I, I, every time I think about monster factory, I think of the few times in uh, beyond the mat where they show the people who were, and it felt really slimy. Like, you know, you, he's collecting money to have somebody in the ring to, but really it's to ta- attach himself to a talent in hopes that he can then get money when they would get signed somewhere else. Like you can tell. And, and I'm not saying that the whole game is like that. Cause I've heard Lance storm talk about his Academy and, and, and they've been able to, you know, have a number of people progress from there, but it's, it's cool to just see somebody who you can tell is dedicated to the continuation of the craft. You know what I mean? Not just getting people in there to become stars, but really making sure that people are doing things correctly and also enhancing their natural talent to become you know, to, to to their fullest potential. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. We, I think we've teased it enough yes. uh, before we get to our chats with Danny Cage and Gabby Ortiz of the Monster Factory. Let's take a quick break. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. It is now time to welcome to Wednesday Worldwide the first of our very special guests. He is the owner of the world-renowned Monster Factory in Paulsboro, New Jersey. He's a coach, a writer, producer, and one of the stars of Apple TV Plus's upcoming Monster Factory docuseries. He is Danny Cage. Danny, welcome to Wednesday Worldwide. How are you doing today? I'm loving life, man. I'm loving life. It's a busy day, but this is the kind of busy I like. I like doing stuff like this. Absolutely. I, I love it. I love it. Let, let, let's jump right right into it. Um, one of the f- things that's you know featured early in the series are, are are some of the names that have come out, you know, of the Monster Factory to to sign with you know bigger companies like WWE and AEW, and you know some of those names, you know, include Matt Riddle, QT Marshall, and of course, you know, legends like like, like Bam Bam Bigelow. Um, another name that is a, an alumni, if you will, of of the Monster Factory that is is currently doing huge, incredible things over in WWE is uh, is Damian Priest. And um, as I was watching the doc and, and, and seeing all these up-and-comers, you know, pursuing their dreams, I, I, I couldn't help but wonder, you know, what, what was that process like for, for Damian specifically? Because, you know, we see this guy so regularly now on, on WWE TV. But, I mean, what, what can you tell us about your memories of, of Damian starting out, you know, at the Monster Factory and, and his journey to, to make it now is this huge part of the judgment day in WWE. Well, it's a, it's a great story because like he was, he was, he was my peer, you know, I wasn't coaching him when I was training. uh, I started in like 98 and he started a couple of years after that. And then QT Marshall too. So it was like me, him and, you know, QT were like always together. And, you know, we had like Mike Reed and Seamus was there. We just called him Irish Steve. Um, and you know, and then like to see him, like he was, we were always boys. I got away from wrestling for a while cause I was injured. And then QT went from being this chubby kid to like this in shape dude. And like, I was like, Oh my God, this is, this is Mike Kawari. This is, you know, I knew him as bulldog Mike Kawari. And then to see them all the years later, and then all of a sudden Damien comes back you know, Luis, Luis comes back and he's helping me. I was like, Hey, can you help me coach? I'd really need another coach. And that's when we had the discussion and we got him motivated and he started really working out and really putting, putting the work in and getting that sweat equity. And then, you know, Joe Briscoe was around and then he got to see him and then he got into ring of honor and all this stuff and all these doors started to open, but I'm just going to say this. It wasn't overnight for him, you know, and, Mm -hmm. And just with us, with this show, this show idea came about 2016. 
You know, they, they filmed a 16-minute a, a documentary about us, a mini doc, in 2016. So from 2016 till now, we kept saying, this is the year, this is the year, but we have to keep focused, <laughs> right. we have to keep focused, we have to keep focused. But that's exactly what he did too. He wasn't just worried about like, this person won't sign me or this person won't sign me. He's like, no, I got work to do and I'm going to put in the work and then someone's going to find me. And that's what we did. And it's just so cool to see him. Like I'll, I'll text them. Like you'll see, uh, actually not in the show, but in interviews and stuff, I talked about once a student gets signed, I don't bother them anymore. I, they would right. probably never hear from me again, other than to like check on them. Like, Hey, what's up? Because I know, that when they're there, they're going to have everybody checking in on them, everybody in their head. Right, right. I did my part. This is their part to figure out their journey. I'll be there for support, but I'm not going to be like, hey, did you do this? You should do that. Hey, you should. No, my, my part's done. We're peers now. Um, and that's what happened when, you know, we have students right now getting signed and stuff. They're like, what happened? Did you just use me? And I'm like, no, I'm a coach. You are out on your own. I am not your mother or father. And even a mother and father, if you're on your own, you're on your own. It's just to check in. You cannot mature if you're being babysat your whole life. And that's like the cool part about like everything we got going on at the Monster Fight right now. It's it's a family. It, it's awesome. And yeah, that was see Damien out there killing it with the Judgment Day. QT doing his stuff with Hobbs. I mean... I can't be happier, man. Yeah. Like, we got our stuff going on here. Right. We're on all cylinders. WWE, AEW, Apple TV Plus. Please. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, I, I'm glad you said. So the first thing when I was watching the way you uh, you were you were treating treating the students, the way you were talking to the students, you know, there was a lot a lot of like you know, th- th- there's no bullshit. You felt like I, I saw the father figure, you know, to to the 40 plus kids running around. But I was wondering, you know, yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned, you know, this is really a process that started back in 2016. I'm wondering, back then, were you ever kind of trepidatious in regards to even? having the cameras come into the factory never at all never what i don't care i don't care i think the whole idea of kayfabe is stupid here's my take on kayfabe kayfabe only should work like we the only time wrestling is real in my opinion is once you walk into the building and it ends when you leave the building like that's it it's just like in a movie like did you guys watch the oscars last night Okay, I didn't see Brendan Fraser going up on stage dressed as the whale. <laughs> true, true indeed, true indeed. Why wasn't he selling his injuries? I thought he died. Spoiler alert. You know, come on. It's like, amazing. Seriously. So, like, that's that's what's stupid about wrestling. It makes you embarrassed to be a fan sometimes. Mm-hmm. It really does. Like, nobody, I always say this. You go to a bar, go ask somebody to put wrestling on. Watch the feedback you get. Now, if you tell them, I want to watch curler, I want to watch poker, or I want to watch darts, oh, sure, I'll put it on. You say you want to put wrestling on, they give you looks. You have wrestling on this TV, and if you have Scarface on this TV, nobody is saying, that's not Tony Montana, that's that's Al Pacino. Right. And he's not even right. He's not even, and that's not even <laughs> real cocaine. That's baby powder or some stuff. Right. This is, and they're not shooting each other. This is stupid. <laughs> but you put wrestling on. Oh, this is phony. I mean, they might be great athletes, but this is phony bullcrap. I mean, look at that. Look at this. And it's embarrassing. And that's because fans 
are being made to believe it's real. Like the the, the bookers and all want to be like, no, no, it's real. These are these aren't characters. This is them, and it's silly. Mm-hmm. Present them as what they are. They're athletes. They're actors. This is theater with punches and kicks and stuff like that. Danny, in the series, people learn that not only are you a husband and a father, but as far as the Monster Factory, you're a coach, producer, writer, video editor. What kind of advice could you give to somebody who has a family who wants to be a coach and all the other roles that you have? Well, um, I am extremely lucky, but also extremely calculated. Um, I made sure I found the right woman. Um, she was with me when I was a wrestler, uh, back in like 1999, we met in two, yeah, 2000. So I was still wrestling and you know, it was, I was lucky. Like I, most women would not, like I was, I had a six figure job working for the phone company, great money. And I left it all behind for this and it's not a guarantee. So my main thing is find someone who will fight and let you live your dreams, you know? And that's what I got lucky with. Um, and then just never give up, man. Like, like I, I don't sit there and try to convince anybody around me that, that this dream is real, that I'm doing, you know, that this is, I I really mean it. I really am going to do this. No, I just go out and do it. Too many people are trying to please other people. Just learn by just focusing on yourself. And then take care of other people as you go. That's that's what I would say. Um, also, start small. You know, see if it's for you. Start with just a little bit. Start on side projects and side hustles on your own. Don't quit your job yet. You know, I I, I tell everybody I pimped the pimp. I was working for a big phone company, and uh, I knew I was leaving, and I knew that we were going on strike soon, and I knew they were going to offer me money for a buyout. So I built the Monster Factory on the company's dime. I was building the website while I was climbing telephone poles. I was in the crawl spaces doing things, and I was making contacts. I was scheduling birthday parties. I was lining everything up. Then I walked away when they presented all that money to me, and I just left, and I haven't looked back, and it's the greatest decision I made. But here's the thing. When I left, I had people walking out the door with me going, I can't believe you're going to be on food stamps in three weeks and ha 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 and blah, blah, blah. And now they'll all be watching my show and I won't be mad at them because they're validated. They were, they were, they're the reason they doubted me. It's valid because most people don't follow through with their dreams. I do. So I'm not going to say like, Hey, you were stupid. I'm going to say, thank you for doubting me. Now, what do you think? You know, and I'll be their friend. I'm not going to hold a grudge because when someone's wrong, if you don't let them be right, like come back and make good on it, then what's the sense of ever admitting you were wrong in the first place? Indeed. Indeed. Right. right. Uh, and, and before we get you out of here, Danny, uh, we, we just wanted to know what in the current wrestling space, like what storyline has you really, really locked in now as a fan? I mean, obviously you're, you're very much in the trenches kind of coaching up the next generation of superstars, but when you're watching every week, and, and there's so much content out there, there's so much. What's what's the one thing that has you locked the in? The Sami Zayn Roman Reigns stuff is top tier writing. Uh, there are so many possibilities. Here was the way I thought it was going. I wanted Sammy to be the heel and turn on Roman. I wanted Roman. Oh, okay. I, I, okay. I, wanted, I wanted Sammy and 
and uh, Jimmy to be in cahoots with Solo. And then I wanted yeah, it to yeah. be Heyman and uh, Roman and Jay. That's what I wanted. But because the way I looked at it, Sammy's so talented, he can be a heel and a, and a baby face at any time. Roman right, is perfect right. at what he's doing now. Let him, and he's so over. He's a baby face. The entire, the entire crowd <laughs> yeah. yells, acknowledge me. That's a baby face. Yeah. So I yeah. think like Sammy should have stabbed him in the back, but who knows? It could still be happening <laughs> because it I, could. I, it could. I, I, I still say that Jay and Sammy are in cahoots. Mm. I thought oh, it was going to oh. be Jimmy, but I, I still say they're in cahoots. Something's going on. I love that. I like this. I like this conspiracy theory. I'm with it. Danny Cage, thank you so much for joining us here on Wednesday Worldwide. The three of us really, really enjoyed the series. We we can't wait for everyone else to enjoy it as much as we did. We were texting the hell out of each other uh, all weekend as we were were binging it. Uh, Everyone, make sure you check out Monster Factory on Apple TV+. Plus. It drops this Friday, March 17th. Start your St. Patrick's Day weekend off the right way by crushing this series. Danny, thank you again. We really, really appreciate it. You got it, brother. Thank you. Also, Ted Lasso. Boom, boom, boom. It is now time to welcome our second special guest to Wednesday Worldwide, our first ever two-time, two-guest episode. She has wrestled all over the world and is also one of the stars of Apple TV Plus's upcoming Monster Factory. She is... Gabby Ortiz. Gabby, welcome to Wednesday Worldwide. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm so good. I'm so happy to be here and I'm happy to talk about our show. It's, it's, this is the best. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, you, you, we, we saw a lot during the series that um, there's this level of, of vulnerability that you have to be open to, to, you know, to participate and be involved in, in, in documentaries like this. And, and it, it almost, runs para- almost runs parallel to the level of vulnerability I feel like you need to be open to when you decide to pursue being in professional wrestling, right? Because you're really putting yourself out there, you know, from the jump, you know, the, the feedback you get from the crowds and your coaches is uh, based on your work is so instantaneous. And, and, and now that you're versed in both the kind of documentary making process and, and the wrestling business, which aspect do you feel more vulnerable in as, as you were kind of going through it? Um, honestly, I went in there with like a, nothing to lose everything to gain mentality. I was just, I was ready to just be an open book and put it all out there. Um, this was a once in a lifetime opportunity and I wanted to just be my most authentic self in this, in this series. Um, and I wanted people to know that they can be brave and vulnerable and show sort of the nasty sides of life and can still come out of it like a champion. Um, and that this business, just because it's fake and the matches are predetermined or whatever it is, there's very real people behind these characters right. and these matches. One thing I like seeing out of you in the series, which are drive, there's one, the, the comment you talk about, uh, you know, wanting to be the first woman who was signed from the Monster Factory. I was wondering for you, you know, I, I don't want to speak for the fellas, but I know a lot of us as, as pro wrestling fans these days, we are very into women's pro wrestling and specifically the evolution of women's pro wrestling over the last decade and change, depending on how long people have been watching. But uh, how important for you when you were first starting to 
try and find a place to learn about pro wrestling was the Monster Factory and how they dealt with women. Did that it, it come, in, come into play at all? Were there any women that were there that you kind of leaned on to or any experiences that you had there that kind of uh, spoke to, you know? I, I Danny always documented training and tryouts and um, who were the current students at the factory, at, at the Monster Factory at the time. So I knew there were a couple girls there. Mm-hmm. Um, and immediately when I got there, I was, I was automatically being compared to another Puerto Rican female wrestler there named Vanette, who is still a very good friend of mine to this day and also, um, continuing to wrestle. Um, and then when I met Danny and talked with him, when I decided I wanted to train, he didn't speak to me like a fragile girl. He spoke to me like an adult human that was coming into a really tough business. And he spoke to me in a very candid and upfront way about his expectations of us. And he mentioned, and it's so weird because he, we talk about this now in hindsight where he's like, yeah, we talked about, you know, um, our viewpoints on, on drugs or painkillers and things like that. And how he just doesn't find that acceptable with his students. And he said, he never talked about that with any other students, but he talks about it with me. And if you've seen the show, you know, that that's something my family has had a really deep personal struggle with. Um, so at that moment, it was beyond gender. It was beyond sexuality and it was just human. And that is when I decided that this was where my home was going to be. And I, I think I made a pretty good decision. Indeed. No, indeed. (laughs) Indeed. Gabby, I've been a fan of yours for years. And one of the things I can appreciate is you participating in this. What does it mean for you to have a long career and to be able to be in this docu-series and heavily featured. What does that mean to you personally? Um, of everything I've done in my career, uh, stardom in Japan, AEW, WWE extra work, my WWE tryout, uh, working for Ring of Honor, this, I might get a little emotional. This is the most important thing I think I've ever been a part of in this business because it is so authentic and it's so me and it's so everybody that was, showcased in it and I'm so freaking proud of it because I was in a little bit of a lull of my career when we started filming this and I wasn't sure what my next step was in this business and I I think a lot of wrestlers who watch this show will relate to that and a lot of people just in general who watch this show who have had careers and have had dreams and have been creative will be able to relate to those peaks and valleys of their own industry and their own lives and um, it was just, I'm just so unbelievably proud of what we've done and what, we, what we're what we putting out there. It's not something that I, I would ever be ashamed of. And I, I will show it to my children and my grandchildren, you know. Indeed. Okay. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, it's, it's one thing. It's actually amazing to see series like Monster Factory on right now. At a time where when I was a kid, I'd never dreamed that there was so much pro wrestling and, and so many different ways to uh, learn about what's going on in the industry right now. And I'm wondering, you know, before we get, because we, I know our time is running short, Gabby, but before we get out of here, um, is there any storyline anywhere across the vast stream of uh, pro wrestling that has your the most of your attention right now? Anything Eddie Kingston does. I'm tuning mm. in. I love that. I love that guy. He doesn't want to hear it, but I think he's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> and, and um, and I think I love him because he is authentic. 
and and him and I have had good conversations and I'm not going to get into it because I he don't he don't want to know you don't want people to know that he, he's a, actually a good dude <laughs> um, where where him and I were so different but we relate to things so much because he is so authentic and he's had his struggles and he is and he is relatively open about those things and how he brings it into the ring and and yeah I, I anything he does I'm tuning in because of that authenticity Awesome. I love that. I love that. Gabby, thank you again so much for, for joining us here on Wednesday Worldwide. You were you were awesome in the series. You're awesome in the ring. We can't wait for everyone else to see this part of your journey and, and, and can't wait to see where the rest of your career takes you. You've got three massive fans here at Wednesday Worldwide uh, and we're, 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 we're rooting for you the rest of the way. Indeed. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank, thank, you, thank you so you. much. <laughs> All right, and before we get out of here, let's hit on last night's NXT and tonight's upcoming Dynamite. Uh, first up, let's let's kind of go through NXT. Let's each pick the one thing that stood out to us, and and we'll see which one we wanna we wanna dive into a little deeper. Cal, kick things off for us. What was your biggest NXT takeaway? Uh, it's not a particular match. It's just uh, the state of women's wrestling in NXT. I'm 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 okay. I'm, I'm a fan. Oh, okay. All right, good. Good, good, good. Brian, what do you have? Oh, that's a good one. Um, uh, Johnny G, man. I'm sorry, but Candice LeRae, you ain't fight for your man. <laughs> I'm just leaving it at that. Uh, oh, man. I, I also, I had the Grayson Waller Gargano <laughs> angle as my thing, too. I, mm-hmm. I'm a fan of a good wrestling home invasion. I think it, they're funny yes. every time. <laughs> But to Brian's point, if if I'm getting my ass kicked outside the house for the neighbors to see, and my wife doesn't, she just she doesn't help out at all. Yeah, like, do something. Yeah, you know, throw a chair, throw, throw a chair, you know, throw me a what, we- throw me a weapon, the, so I can sl- defend myself. Swing the you know? broom or something. Yeah, I I understand she had the baby. It's probably a tough situation. Candice LeRae, also a professional wrestler. Right. So, right. Fully equipped to deal with this type of situation. Um, no, but <laughs> I, I do want to talk about the Roxanne Perez and, and, and women's wrestling part of this, Cal, that you brought up. Mm. I mean, so last week when Brian sent her well wishes, it was like the most genuine thing. And that's why I love Brian because he's just so genuine with everything. He's like, I hope Roxanne's okay. And meanwhile, everyone on the, on the internet's like, what a, what a work. <laughs> you know what I mean? But they're really, they're really milking the hell out of this thing, right? Like HBK teasing, you know, that she might not be able to make it to stand and deliver. They had a doctor on NXT last night, which I'm not sure if he's a real doctor or uh, I, I'm, I definitely want to see a certificate. <laughs> To see that this man went hey, to medical man, you school. You know, uh, Jim Ross used to always call Dr. James Andrews and he was a shoot doctor. He's an actual legit doctor, man. He had a whole thing on the wall and everything. I love, <laughs> I, I, that moment, because I, I, I know, Ben, I hear you a lot of the timeline says, don't be stupid. You know, it was just a pro wrestling match, but there are pockets of the internet who, to the point where Pete, there had people, I will not name names, but they came up to me and they were like, so what's going on with Roxanne Perez? 
Was it Brian H. Waters? No, 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 no. Nobody that works or is affiliated with The Ringer and or Spotify. Look, I'm already in Kaz's NGLs. People asking, you know, who's the bigger mark? Me or Stack our Greg? And I'm just scrolling the timeline. I'm like, that's my name. That's my name right here. They forgot the H, though. Next time, at me and put the H. That's how we know you're not real. If the H ain't there, you're not real. Yeah, if they're not putting the H in there, they're not a real fan. But, I mean, the if... They they're doing a very good job with making people stay invested with what's going on with Roxanne, and I think that is going to work wonders for Roxanne as a strong and triumphant champion. I hope I hope we're 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 going to be working with her, overcoming a lot of adversity right now while getting a little dirt. This is dirty. Braun Breaker yeah. is getting dirty like this. Imagine Braun Breaker gets gets jacked up. If 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 it was like old school NWA, I was just watching uh when they broke when they when the horsemen locked the cage in the Omni, mm-hmm. they jacked up Dusty Rhodes in the middle of that ring. They were crying for that man. If if you if you had a bunch of people descend on Bra- Braun Breaker, his legs in the cast, you might get some grown women crying next week. Some grown men too. I don't know. Mm. Oh, I'm. I'm with, I mean, I think it makes sense to build this multi-person match this way as opposed to just kind of, you know, a regular, I, I guess, you know, I guess Sean could have assigned these, or I guess these qualifying matches, right? And just kind of built it to, to Roxanne. But now that there's this kind of cloud on whether Roxanne can even participate, it's interesting. I, I, I'm, I'm about it. And if it puts, you know, more, more spotlight and more shine on, you know, who qualified last night? Zoe Stark qualified last night uh-huh. and, and Gigi Dolan. So mm-hmm. and there's going to be more who fill in those spots. So if, if it kind of gives them that shine leading into Stand and Deliver, I'm all about it. Man, and, we uh, know Shawn Michaels. He's been um, regurgitating a lot of his yeah. stories. Yeah. And as y'all sitting here bringing this great conversation, I just thought about something. What if we Ooh. get Roxanne with an edge? She comes back with a belt after they do the whole ladder climbing. Yes. With a belt. Yes. And she has to face the winner. In a ladder And they match? put both belts up there so they can <laughs> regurgitate WrestleMania 10. Like, it works. We know this because we lived it, right? right. But for yeah. the 18, 19, 20-year-olds that didn't live it, they only seen the story. Like, they only seen the finish. Thank you. I wouldn't hate it. I, I'm going to still make fun of it for fun. You know, like, all right, here's HBK. You know, I, I'm saying Braun Breaker, he's probably going to lose his smile soon. No, facts. But, 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 <laughs> but, Brian H. Waters, I think you're right. And I think you need to progress because it's not just that they're regurgitating it. I think mm-hmm. at a certain point, new pro wrestling fans need this. Mm-hmm. There's, there's history so- lesson. They yeah. they need you gotta understand and, and think about it. Right now, how many like specifically original storylines have you seen in pro wrestling? Like where you saw it what because even NWO, for as groundbreaking as that is, 
Eric Bischoff was like, nah, I was I was over in Japan and I was seeing a lot of these interpromotional, you know, wars that were going on between the federations. And I thought, damn, that could work in WCW. Like at a certain point, what did Nas say? No idea is original. There's nothing new under the sun. Like it, you you have to go back. If, it, if they call it a, a, a greatest hit for a reason, it, it's always going to hit. Mm-hmm. The kids today just need to see that. that and, and hey, do it as close to the I want to see the top being what happened in the 90s and the bottom being what happened in 2023 Ooh. and I would love to see it go you know bit for bit because at the end of the day this is what pro wrestling is nature boy Ric Flair was nature boy to us nature boy Buddy Rogers and that like you know he he was been doing that stuff and, and nature boy Ric Flair wasn't even the only nature boy at the time like at a certain point it's okay because this is what pro wrestling does. It eats itself and then it spits it back out. You just have to make it look dope for the modern era and have dope, talented people do it. But the key is you just have to make sure that you're working with the times. So if mm-hmm. it's not a barbershop window because there's not a, a guy with hedge clippers, you know, doing this before his wrestling match, <laughs> you you get the woman that, you know, her gimmick is ding dong. There's a door. Someone can mm-hmm. almost kind of get kicked through it or kicked into it. But, I mean, you change it up a little bit, but these things are going to hit. So let the man, that's why he's there with the pencil. <laughs> yeah. It's true. I can't. I can't wait till he recreates the screw job though, and just sets the oh right on fire. <laughs> so wait for NXT Montreal. I'll say until this it's, until it's Carmelo Hayes. Oh God! I, see the, the, the well, yeah. That's, that'd be painful. Oh wait, yeah, yeah. Car- but the, the problem is what? Because I don't want to see somebody sticking their, their the flag in somebody's nose. Like, yeah, do the screw job, but cut cut the stuff that is a little too. Yeah, nineteen ninety. Like you said, with the times. <laughs> yeah, stay with the times. Stay with the times. Yeah, yeah. Just do the sharpshooter and then ring the bell. That, that, that's that's <laughs> enough reference. That's the only reference that I need. Uh, <laughs> looking at tonight's AEW Dynamite, what's the one thing that you're looking forward to most, Mr. Brian H. Waters? Kick it oh, off for man. us. Oh shoot! You know, <laughs> like I'm I'm really looking forward to this MJF celebration, right? The rebar I, mitzvah. Yeah, I just don't understand why we got to wait. Like, he wins a match, and then we got to wait another week. Why can't we just get it the media? Like, to me, pro wrestling is you watch the pay-per-view, or if you miss the pay-per-view, you can't wait to tune into the next show for the follow-up. The So, but we're going to get it. So, I'm I'm looking forward to that. Okay. Okay, Cal, what do you have? Uh, I'm, I'm going to throw a curveball. And the, the thing I learned this week... It's probably going to be the debut of QT Marshall's QTV only because I'm hoping that our new AEW TNT champion powerhouse Hobbs is all over that thing, screaming about whatever town he's in and hating it because he's not back in Oakland. That's right. Shout out to powerhouse Hobbs representing the Bay Area extremely, extremely well. I'm actually looking forward to a match this week, guys. Oh, (laughs) on on AEW. I'm looking forward to this trio's. Championship match, little triple threat trios championship match. Obviously, you know, we got House of Black, the Elite, Jericho Appreciation Society. That's nine, nine dudes who can go. So I'm, that, that should be a banger. Um, obviously, you know, they're in Winnipeg this week, right? So, yeah, you know, Jericho and, and Omega, uh, kind of little homecoming there. So that, that'll be a hot crowd. I'm, I'm, I'm really into that. So here's the thing what are the chances Renee Paquette challenges Jade? 
<gasps> since she, she was looking for a Canadian lady. I, I, I shouts out Renee, Renee, stay out of that ring. I, I don't know what Jade's going to do. I don't know what she's liable to do. And if that bell sounds of Renee's in there, I would be very upset if Renee got hurt. So I, I hope it's not her. I hope it's Casey Spinelli from the Indies, but you know, I saw her, she was kind of looking at Renee. I'm like, uh-uh. <laughs> if Renee, I had to bring Renee, it to worldwide. <laughs> little, if Renee could just hit a little, little roll up, little schoolboy, and just, no, we're, just we're steal the, the title fl- and get the hell out of there. We're Ooh. getting the flag jackets and we're building a wall around Renee Paquette. Don't, That's don't, true. don't protect her I'm at all sorry. costs. I'm sorry, Jay. Protect we, her at we, all costs. <laughs> Okay. There's got to be there's got to be some some well qualified women in Canada who could pro wrestle that could get, that could take that match. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. All right, well, well we'll keep an eye out because if if Renee ends up as the uh, as the new champion as the new TBS champion tonight, we oh, might have to do an emergency pod uh, mm-hmm. just just to follow up. Just Twitter will break. <laughs> Twitter would break. Guys, that is how you do freaking Wednesday. Be sure to check out our other Ringer Wrestling Show offerings. Because we are coming to you every single day of the week. We've got the Masked Man Show with David Shoemaker and Kaz on Mondays and Thursdays. We've got Cheap Heat on Tuesdays and Fridays with Peter Rosenberg and Stack Guy Greg. And of course, Dip. And you'll find Wednesday Worldwide smack dab in the middle on, you guessed it, Wednesdays. If you are not already, be sure to follow us, subscribe, and hit us with those five-star ratings here on the Ringer Wrestling Show feed. Cal, Brian, tell the people where they can find you on the socials. At Cal on Twitter, at Cal Double Instagram, if you you prefer. At Brian H. Waters on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Don't miss the H, people. People... (laughs) Missing the H are really Thanks. disrespecting our guy Brian H. Waters. And Cal and I will not stand for it. So I just we're just putting that out there. At Cruise Control for myself, control with a K, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. Gentlemen, as always, thank you for the graps chat. Everyone else, we will catch you next week. Worldwide. <laughs>